This episode is sponsored by Sugar Lips Protein Cakery. Go to www.sugarlipsproteincakery.com. They have some high-protein snacks, cookies, brownies, cinnamon rolls, uh, a bunch of these little cakes. Uh, they sent me a bunch of them. Um, they're pretty badass. Uh, link in the description. Uh, go ahead and try some. Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. It is called The Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show, but it is not your show. It is The Anthony Rogers Show. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Uh, today we have uh, Uva Bull and his dog. <laughs> uh, legendary filmmaker. Uh, basically just told me that he's um, writing Postal 2 right now. Is that, what you, uh, is that what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, 2020 was in the way the shittiest year ever. But at the same time, if you are basically locked up in your office, you, you come to like crazy ideas. Uh, what only fits into a movie like Postal 2, right? And um, for example, you asked like for a scene, like how, how we want to top the first one with the Al-Qaeda pilots. So, and I have a similar scene for Postal 2 starting. And this time they sort of break into the cockpit, right? But then, but the passengers, but then they like stop because the two terrorists don't have a mask on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, like, like they're like, ah, and then like, ah, what, where is your mask? And they're talking even to the terrorists and they're like looking for them. Like, oh fuck, I, I actually forgot the, the face mask. And so they cannot overwhelm the terrorists. They just give up on them. And uh, they're like, I'm not touching him. I'm not going close. And they have like hand sanitizers everywhere. I mean, it would be a great opening too, because people would think, about Postal 1, right? When, the, when you have to do the same setup in the beginning. But uh, then it has, it has a different turnout. And uh, that is one of the, the absurd things I was thinking about in, in bringing into Postal 2. I had more uh, great ideas, like for example, a, a motivational massacre speaker in Africa, you know, where you have... <laughs> Well, you have like whatever the Tutsi against the Hutu, and they want to do the normal massacre with the Mashidis, want to kill everybody. But then we have a guy like he was actually like prepping them better. Like, uh, uh, you know, if you do a massacre with Mashidis, the first thing is uh, I see more and more in massacres that the Mashidis are not, not sharp. So you're like, you're hacking and hacking, but it has no fucking impact, and it's like <laughs> that you yield. <laughs> and you get like a slip disc and you get back pain for weeks after that doesn't have to be like so and then he trains them how to move it right like for example when people are on the ground no 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 and then you have to kneel, <laughs> kneel down so uh i don't know why always the bad thing in me comes out when i'm sitting in front of the computer but i just cannot help me it's it's like i always think we have to go that that far as the Saturday Night Live and all that not really funny bullshit, uh, you know, so and, and I always feel like, no, no, we have to like really push the envelope, you know, and, and scenes like this. What I do is similar to Post One, I'm writing down ideas and, and, and like a scene and a scene and a scene. I have no clue how to make the story in the end out of it, but I need the postal dude back, of course. He survived with his girlfriend. They drove away with Champ. Uh, so these three are basically have to come back and then we, we can have uh, uh, Osama bin Laden back. <laughs> you know? All the classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be actually funny to do the whole Oval Office with Obama, like watching the storm on, on Osama bin Laden and, and Osama bin Laden is in the room with him. So we copy <laughs> him in, you know, like behind Hillary Clinton and so we copy him in. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's great. That's yeah. great. It would be funny, you know. And now we're George Bush double, Brent Mendenhall is dead. So we need to move forward. So we need an Obama double. We need it like a guy who looks like Obama, right? What if and you can get Obama, like actual Obama? Maybe he plays it, right? Yes. Yeah, maybe he'll get the actual fucking president. <laughs> That'd be crazy. 
And for the listeners, uh, for the listeners and the viewers at home, like uh, Uber Bowl's on uh, Postal. The beginning of Postal is um basically during uh the nine, one of the nine eleven planes going into the towers. Like you find out like uh like the terrorists take over the plane and like they're they're arguing on their phone about how many virgins they get in the next life, and um as as they go into the towers and like what he's saying basically he's adding that he's adding the masks to it basically is what he's saying, and um yeah for, so people like uh, we'll put links to um the the trailers in the info section and stuff. But uh, so that's awesome, man. That's great news. Like, um, like to be honest, like I literally just messaged uh, Uva and told him that he should make movies after like seeing everybody complain about Wonder Woman in my in my news feed. I was just like, this is sad. This is like the saddest day in film ever. And I'm like, I, I was like, you should make a movie. And he's like, I already am. <laughs> like basically, <laughs> like I mean, look, I just started watching the 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 the, the George Clooney film on Netflix, and I mean, it's it's just like all like boring. Right, as soon as yeah. I see like the future world uh, yeah. in all that shows, it's like the end of the world actually happened already, or whatever. And they're flying around, uh, sitting on an empty space station somewhere, and the oxygen tank is slowly getting empty. I mean, it's just like I don't know what that all like should bring us, but they are not like engaging, uh, interesting, entertaining movies, you know. And it's it's. Uh, if you think about the upcoming Oscars, uh, I mean, what Oscar in 2020, what movie should be even nominated for that? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Psychoape was the only movie that came out this year. Like, it was like, <laughs> I, think, I, I think it was the only film. Uh, no, like, uh, it's bullshit. I can't believe George, yeah, I can't, I don't have the imagination to pretend George Clooney's not gay. <laughs> I still have, I, like, look at him with this new leading lady. I'm like, he's totally, I, I don't know. It just seems like Rock Hudson or something, like a Rock Hudson hustle. That was the guess till he got married, right? I mean, on the other hand, still, I still think it. George Travolta was married, also. Uh, I mean, a lot of cover-ups still in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like we're okay with it. We're okay. Like, I don't care if George Clooney's gay, you know, or Tom Cruise, or you know, I, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I me too. It's like that is the thing where where the me too makes really sense to say me too. That because because it's like you have to feel like you know what, like stand for it you know don't hide it only because you're a superstar and you, or you play more like man man parts you know right um, uh, be be proud of it or whatever but it shouldn't affect your acting you know like i mean uh, uh rock hudson was a good actor i like rock Hudson, and i and i still believe his comedies with doris day or whatever uh, even if you know now in retrospect this retrospective he, he was gay and, I, don't, uh, I don't care who you date. I just I want you to make good movies. <laughs> like that's, that's all that matters. Like I, I want your art to be good. That's all that matters. Yeah. But no, like and then like Tom Cruise was like making a movie. He's like it's like what? He's like yelling at his staff or something. He's like just I couldn't imagine getting yelled at by a Scientologist. I, I just couldn't imagine. Like I, I was like, could you even imagine? What would you do if Tom Cruise yelled at you? Like <laughs> I'm the wrong person. You know, I would say like, are you out of your fucking mind, you idiot? So uh, I mean, if what what I I heard the tape right. And yeah. where I would interfere would be like that he never stops, right? Whatever, like, I know, like, and I, my mentality would be like after like 25 seconds and he said it the third time, I would say, it's okay. Take your medication. You know, they were standing <laughs> on a computer one and a half meters away from each other. The best is also a photo from Tom Cruise where he has actually, actually two face masks on top, stapled on top of, uh, of each other. Like I filter even my words out. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even know what that brings scientifically uh, to have two face masks on. Only you cannot breathe at all anymore. Uh, but look, I, I always felt Tom Cruise is a hard worker. Everybody says he's a hard worker. He yeah. is a perfectionist, right? But for me, he's also a total retarded idiot. <laughs> Well, always, because if, if you're really believing in that whole Scientology bullshit, I mean, you are really an idiot. I mean, that definitely. Like any other explanation. And I think even Ron, Ron Hubbard would laugh his ass off about it. <laughs> Dude, probably. That's hilarious. I never thought of it. Yeah, you're probably right. And like, I think like Tom Cruise has to work hard because he's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> it's also true. You know, like this kind of like, uh, you're so streamlined and you, you basically, in, even in your private life, you look like the guy in Top Gun. You know, you have to be like, everything is perfect on me. 
my body, my behavior, I'm shaved, whatever, right? So, and then, uh, uh, but I mean, he is clearly gay. He, yeah, uh, for yeah. sure. So, you know, and he just, <laughs> just, just accepted that. And I'm sure that guy that you remember the leader from the, from the Scientology, this other guy who looks like Tom Cruise, a little different as Tom Cruise, but he's the other guy from Scientology. I think he's also gay, 100%. Yeah. I think you have to be to be a Scientologist. It's like a requirement. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... Dude, how out of touch you have to be to make Mission Impossible, like, 7 or whatever the fuck he was making? Like, how out of touch you have to be? It's like, what America's dying for right now? <laughs> Another Mission Impossible? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what a dumb plan. Yeah, it, no, it, it's totally absurd, you know. But, but I mean, uh, it, will, it will be another movie going straight to VOD. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I have the feeling that was also funny, you know, like when they all when when they all flipped out on Warner Brothers. Oh, they're releasing now everything at the same time, whatever. But what else they should do? <laughs> I mean, let's face it, right? So the cinemas are kind of uh, the half of them are bankrupt, uh, and on the planet Earth, half of them are at least closed because of lockdowns. So what do you want to do if you spend 200 million, 300 million on the movie? You need to get all entities at the same time out. You need pay-per-view, you need, yeah. TV, you know, and Disney, I understand too. Uh, uh, I mean, I hated Wonder Woman from the beginning on. I, 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 I think this kind of like Wonder Woman was so hyped because it was a girl. You know, it was like the first Wonder Woman, like this kind of a, a woman director, director, uh, a female a superhero. Yeah, it's like girls can do stuff too, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 felt so bad about it, so that they brought it. Uh, they, they brought it high up, similar to what they did with with uh, uh, Black Panther. Right? Oh so, yeah, no, yeah, that's pandering too. I, I think Black Panther was a mediocre movie, but it got hyped for Oscar nominations. Ugh, for what? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. uh, uh, I actually liked uh, Soar more as Black Panther. I think it was the better, the better film, the first saw, because they had better character development whatsoever. And I think the Chadwick Boseman guy, he, uh, he is a, a good actor, but he was not a great actor. I mean, he was a good actor, but he maybe was, but I have to close my door quick. It's too loud outside, wait a second. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I think, I think he, uh, um, he was a, a very good guy. Like people loved him, right? They loved to work with him. And I think as a, as a human being, he, he was great. As an actor, he didn't really have the chance to, to really be so great. I watched him in that, do you remember the Spike Lee movie, the bullet, whatever, the Vietnam War movie. And he was the young, he played the younger guy in the flashbacks in the real Vietnam War. Oh, him? okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was a solid, okay performance, but nothing special or interesting. No, and it's a movie people pretended to like so they didn't seem racist. <laughs> like, no, I love black people movies. Like, I, I completely love black people movies. Like, <laughs> like it's, just, it's just a movie. I mean, it has to be good too. I mean, you could, you know, I mean, it's just like you can't just be like, I'm black or I'm a woman, and like that's your that's your guy. I'm like, I'm gonna need more than that, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need more than virtue signaling. I mean, but the, I have to say the Spike Lee movie, because I like Vietnam War movies in general, I, I love to watch that stuff. So for me, that was one of the best Netflix movies they actually uh, did. And, and uh, uh, I hated that Charlize Theron movie, where she played that uh, 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 in a sci-fi thing where she uh, never dies and never, nobody of her group dies. So you lose completely interest after 20 minutes if you know that they cannot die, right? So they're getting shredded. They're like pieces on the ground. Now they reform like the Terminator, basically. And yeah. then, uh, I, I never finished the movie because I was just not, not, really, not really into it. Yeah, so, but I'm curious to see what they do with the Oscars. I think also the Oscars are not, they have no real value anymore. In earlier years, the movie won best movie. It really had a, like a curve up at the box office. And um, today, I, don't, I barely know who last, last year, who was the Oscar winner? I don't know. Yeah, I think Ricky, it was Ricky Jarvis telling everybody that Netflix should get every award. <laughs> like I basically, I, I, that's what I remember like out of the Academy Awards is like, or something like, yeah, film, like the way Hollywood's dead. 
Hollywood's dead. It's uh, like, but like uh, guys like you and I think like uh, just the filmmakers in general that aren't in Hollywood, I think are, are have a way better chance. I, I think nobody cares. Like they're all pedophiles. Like that's what we found out this year, or last year, or whatever year. We found out they're all pedophiles. <laughs> they're all friends <laughs> yeah. with Epstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, there were too many, too many prominent people in the airplane from Jeffrey Epstein. Let's say it this way, right? So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it even the playing field a little bit. It made it made it a little easier to make movies right now. <laughs> like, yeah, but it was another interesting thing. I just read it. Like, so there were like uh, uh, in China, a guy got poisoned from his own uh, co-producer, a guy from a Netflix show. And I just read in the German news that he actually died yesterday. They said he's recovering. Today he's dead. And it's it's. Uh, I don't know why they were fighting. I have to check the, the, the show, but there's a show on Netflix from China where, and then the two producers got into a fight in real life and the, the, the guy poisoned the other one. The other guy's already arrested. So I assume Netflix ordered already season two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just keep doing it. No, but it's, it's, it's like crazy. Like it's uh, also this kind of like, absurd world did you saw a lot about the navalny poisoning like the russian guy who got poisoned by the oh team. yeah yeah and so uh the best thing was that he now uh, last week was able to call one of the killers in the, uh, uh, he, he basically uh, had a fake number and then he acted like he is the boss basically the KGB, one of the bosses, and asked the killer why Navalny didn't die, right? And it turned out they put the poison in his underwear. <laughs> so, uh, uh, in the, <laughs> and he said, like, if, if the airplane to Germany where he got treated would left, like, five hours later, the, he would be dead. That That's is crazy. what the other guy said. And he said, oh, we couldn't hold the airplane back, but then they brought him to the German hospital and then they treated him. So he survived. I'm so sorry about it. And then the best thing was that that phone call was released. Uh, it's on YouTube also. It has already like 10 million views. And Putin said, oh, typical, uh, a total complot against myself. Like, uh, uh, besides the fact that the poisoning was only available with the KJB. So it's not like a, a poison you can buy in, in a pharmacy or something. And then how Putin is still denying everything. Well, he doesn't have competition, so he doesn't have to in Russia. So he sounds insane to the world. He's like, in Russia, you just be like, no, I didn't. And everybody's like, all right, don't kill me. Like, yeah, maybe the rest of the world's like, what? <laughs> like, you no, know, yeah, you know, he seems insane, like a baby dick moron, like kind of person. <laughs> yeah. It's like, instead of being silent about it, I mean, in, in early days of the, the, the Warsaw Pact, like when the East was really the East, right? They, uh, uh, they would never comment on stuff like this. Because yeah. you have better with saying nothing about it, right? If you never respect, agree. you don't lie, you know, yeah. and yet you just ignore the Navalny guy. And now with every interview Putin is giving, uh, uh, like that Navalny is crazy and not him, uh, he puts like gasoline in the fire and makes, makes Navalny bigger. Yeah, it gives him power by even addressing yeah. him. Yeah. yeah he, he should just be like, I'm doing president shit. I don't even know that guy. Like, what? <laughs> like, it's like, that's all he had to do. Like, yeah, or not even talk about it. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. That, that would that would be better you know so it's uh, uh it, well russia's never been good at much so like take it easy on them <laughs> yeah. but i read another article where so russia will uh, benefit most from the global warming actually because with siberia and everything that's then, funny yeah <laughs> everything I can see that they can have like huge agriculture and and they can drive with the ships now the ice is gone so they they basically benefit from it maybe with alaska like wherever is like basically in, in like a, a, a living in a world right now where because of the long long winter you cannot do anything if that changes so you benefit from it but whatever africa latin america they're fucked so that is the the disadvantage uh, to be fair they already are I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I just said it to be funny. I'm just fucking around. But no, no, I think we're going into the sun. I think, we're, I think Earth is spiraling into the sun. The sun has a bigger mass, so it's going to get hotter and hotter and hotter, and we're just going to fucking go into the sun. <laughs> like Earth, anyway. We should rock up. We shouldn't be stuck on this planet. Like we, should, we, should be, we should have like several planets or something, like <laughs> instead of arguing over dumb shit. <laughs> like, well, no, that, that is the thing. It's, it's like also uh, uh, the, uh, the percentage. I think what we saw with Corona is 
how fast everything can go sideways in our daily routines, that the daily routines are completely interrupted by something. And so far in the past, we had that only, for example, whatever, you're in Malibu and the fire burns you down. You can think, fuck, you know, why I'm, why I'm living here in Napa Valley or wherever. Uh, um, but um, now it was the first time the whole earth was kind of affected by something. And I think that will be maybe not the last. I mean, Australia was on fire this year. Like the entire continent of Australia was on fire. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. No, we've definitely seen consequences from it. I just don't think it's as man-made as we think it is. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. We, like, I think China and India's pollution output has a huge like say in it. And I think other places like automobiles and stuff. I mean, I think like a lot of stuff. They, we have a say. But I think we're literally going. I, the sun exceeds our mass. So I think we're getting sucked into it, honestly. That sounds insane, but I think that. Like, like it's just like if we're truly going around the sun. If you see that they, they, they released also like new photos from the space like a few weeks ago with that super telescope they have, whatever, and you see totally different planets they never saw before, D- totally different systems they never saw before. And, and I think uh, uh, it, it's actually, uh, um, we don't know, I would say 10, 20% of what you could know about how is it all interconnected. Right. right. I, the, the best line this year, I, there was a German talk show and there was like a, a mountain climber guy, Reinhold Messner. He climbed all the 8,000s, the Mount Everest, everything in his life. And he lost his brother one time in the mountains. He had to uh, leave him, basically. It was like, we're both dead or my brother is dead. So, of course, that is something he never got. A, you never forget that. It's, it, you feel guilty for the rest of your life, right? And, and he said what he really learned in, his, in, in all his expeditions, and he walked to the North Pole and all that shit, he said, nature has no intention. That is what you learn. Yeah. You know, like you, are, you bring yourself to Mount Everest, you fly yourself to space, you know, you, <laughs> you do like, you know, like that is the saying, or whatever, you, you know, it's, it's like, the, 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 the intention comes from us, like from you individual. Uh, uh, but but I, I think that lion nature has no intention. Uh, that hit me in a way because it's always, um, you know, when, they, when the fire burns in Malibu or whatever, the coronavirus, whatever, we always blame the virus or we blame the fire or we, you know, for the nature, it doesn't matter if the whole world is on fire. Yeah, also, you know, for the nature, it also doesn't matter uh, if, if we make a parking spot out of the Amazon rainforest. It's us who do, who doing it and us who suffer the consequence because we have the emotions. We have uh, feelings, you know, or, or we have plans and we have goals and whatever. So it's like, and I think that uh, uh, line, what he meant is if you're all alone somewhere walking to the North Pole, he said the slightest mistake is you're dead. You know, if your wardrobe gets wet and you fall in a hole and you're wet in, in minus 45 and you're just alone with a slide, you will not recover from it. It's only right. a question of time when you, the, the, you, you know, your leg will be frozen and your leg falls off, whatever, you're dead. So, and he said, like, only if you go through that extreme situations, and I think a lot of people have that in the war, you know, when nothing matters as that second. Like, it's, it's not anymore, you want to go back to your family, and you know, like, all this shit is gone in the moment a guy is running into you uh, with a machine gun firing at you or whatever, then, then, then nothing matters as that second. And I think we, we, we should look a little more from that perspective into what we really want and what we really uh, uh, need in, in life, you know? And I think... Uh, uh, the only good thing we can, we can learn from the coronavirus situation is that all that globalization is maybe not good. It's not good that everybody flies everywhere nonstop, you know, and that we have uh, uh, like this kind of intercrossing from all kinds of cultures, temperature zones. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's the same, like maybe we have to live with less travel, less consume, less packaging, less plastic. You know, and we, we can live with two flights a year. We don't need 10 flights a year per person. We, we don't need to, uh, uh, um, for example, in the 80s, we had a, a Sunday free, car free day in Germany. That was because the oil crisis. So, you know, like, and people were losing their shit to say one time a month on a Sunday, 
nobody drives a car. You just sit at home or make walks around in the neighborhood. I think now we should think about it, what that would mean for the environment if the whole world would agree to one stupid Sunday a month not to drive. I don't think it would be a problem after we are like in a total lockdown here in Germany since November. You know, like, I mean, I would not have a problem at all to say one month, one Sunday a month, I don't have to drive a car. And boom, if we would do this uh, together, like America, Europe, whatever, we, we would meet already the, the Paris climate goals without suffering at all, you know? So, and, and I think we, we, we should think about stuff like this what makes it what is not too hard because we went through corona i think we, we are more willing to maybe compromise on some stuff you know what i'm what what i'm not compromising on is like that i i really feel uh, as so many other people uh the way the life is right now is extremely shitty it's boring it's like you know kids are out of school i cannot go in restaurants here in germany whatever i hate it you know, I, I want my life back, basically. I cannot just sit at home and have, like, take out and, and cook my, myself. I, I like socializing. I like going to the movies. I like, like, this stuff. And I want that back, you know. So, uh, um, but we should also learn a little from that, that 2020, that it's not all, it, it's, it can be all gone in an in, in instant, you know. Not- that's definitely real. No, I think that as well. It's crazy. Good perspective on that. Yeah, I know. You guys have been locked down since November, you said, in Germany? Yeah. So at November 1st, the soft lockdown starting with all the restaurants closed and all that stuff closed. But the normal stores and supermarkets were open and the schools were open. Then the numbers went up, up, up. It didn't, it didn't help that the movie theaters were closed. So all that is closed, pools, gyms, all is closed since November 1st. And then on November, on December 10, they recognized doesn't work. So they did a hard lockdown. So they said like no more schools, no more stores, only supermarkets open since December uh, uh, 10. So we are now basically uh, two and a half weeks into a a harder lockdown. And uh, now we start vaccinations in Germany too. Um, And hopefully, whatever, middle of January, kids can go to school. I see the biggest, the biggest impact is, I think, if kids have no real social life anymore. It's, it's horrible. If you don't yeah. get into sports, no pools, no trampoline parks, no play centers, you can't, like, you know, everything is closed. So you, you try to get your, my son here from his PlayStation away, but you think, okay, but for what? To go out in the shitty weather in the rain here right now, you know, like, I mean, it's not <laughs> like, uh, you know, stop playing the PlayStation because we go to uh, our friend. You know, I mean... Uh, right, right, now I get it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really... I think it's psychological. The impact on kids is psychological extremely high. And, and uh, I had a, like... I, I know a lot of, like, hardliners. They totally, uh, uh, whatever, isolating themselves. I'm not doing it. We still see friends and stuff like this, right? So... Uh, we, we cook here and with friends together, whatever. But th- so I'm not really scared. But the reality is also, I think that uh, what some people should understand, and in America it's, it's, it's similar, is if you are building your life and you have kids or you're young married and then you can, your, your economy breaks apart, you lose your job, you know, then you don't care if some 80 years old people die. I mean, I, you know, like that is the thing. There was a big discussion in Germany, like what is the price of life? You know, and, and everybody said, no, you cannot put the price on life, whatever, right? But it's not true. There is a price of life. You know, if you, if you have a, 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 a virus, what kills, let's say, mostly old, sick people, then it's only the question, how long you can have everybody else not having a life at all, not having a, a job, like starving and don't know how to, uh, to pay for the kids going to school. So what, what is the time schedule you can accept to say we have to protect the elderly and the sick, you know? And I'm all for it. I'm not against it. But you also cannot go in a two years lockdown for it. I definitely you know? agree. I think that like, um, I think the virus is definitely something to worry about, but I also think that like, uh, like collapsing the world economy is not the solution. 
And I think that more people are actually affected by the, the, um, the precautions than the virus at this point. And I think that um, negatively, and I think that also like um, governments are using this to fuck us over. <laughs> like basically they're like, Oh yeah, big scary thing, which, which is a threat. I'm not downplaying a threat. I'm just saying like, me being a slave is not going to fix it. And a collapsing economy is not going to, Missouri's fighting it. I've moved to the, I, I'm in the County mostly. And we're, I'm, I'm still eating restaurants and shit. Cause like, I'm, I'm like, fuck this. Stuff. Like I'm, I'm an asshole though. And I'm a, <laughs> like, even though I'm, I'm like a fucking survivor and I'm like, I'm like, I, and I, God bless the old. I don't think, I don't think this is like a big thing like here in Missouri, at least I think it is in other places. I mean, Missouri's a, Missouri's fucking, we're in the Ozark, well, a little bit close. We're close to the Ozark mountains. I don't know. <laughs> like there's like not a, not many people, you know, Missouri's not that highly populated, not an international hub, not a million other things. So this it's a little bit different than like, I'd say Germany or Vancouver, where you're from prior. I are also from, I think, I think those are way, way more terrifying to be in bigger cities. Like New York city got hit hard. New Jersey got hit hard. I mean, but I just yeah. don't, I don't see much happening here. And like, and like, Missouri's not sacrificing much. Right? We're just kind of like, mm. <laughs> we're just kind of like, oh, I'm still going to eat fucking Applebee's, you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, no, the good thing in, in America is that it's very spread out, right? So you have a bigger country, similar to Canada. In Canada, you have it in three big cities, Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. Canada's but small. Yeah, 30 million people in that, in that big ass area. But if you live like in uh, New Brunswick, right? Where nobody ever travels, you have no tourists, uh, why you shouldn't have everything open and normal. It, right. it, it's like sometimes it's a little uh, overreacting. I mean, Germany is super dense, it's small and has 84 million people. So in Germany, you cannot escape it. The right. city is directed to the next city. So you, I'm, I'm driving out of my house and 15 minutes away from Frankfurt, I'm five minutes away from Wiesbaden. So everywhere are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. So you, you cannot, like you have to say in Germany, it's like one rule for everybody. It's, there are no underpopul, uh, 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 like empty uh, big, big cities or something or, or big, big regions. Yeah? So it, that is clear. But what I, what, I, what I feel also is this kind of like, how they, um, they drop the ball a lot. And, and uh, for example, there are good companies now, they're building this air filter machines, right? The normal air filter stuff, where with, a, with, a, with that special filters, they filter out the coronavirus. And the whole summer, everybody was sleeping because the temperature was good, the numbers were down, and everybody thought, oh, in winter, maybe we're lucky, right? So, but that is idiotic to think you're lucky uh, because coming back to nature has no intention, but the, the virus doesn't know from luck or whatsoever. The virus completely doesn't care about anything. So that is the thing. Why we spent like 500 billion euro to give it to businesses who couldn't open, right? Instead of spending 10 billion euro in giving them free air filters. And then you could sit in restaurants, you could be in a movie theater, you, you know, but, but you cannot expect that that businesses have enough money to pay it. So you as the government should say, look, we want that the population has a normal life. So we put that air filters everywhere in and we're using the summertime to do it. So we are ready to go in winter. We don't have to close the school because you get the big ones and you get the small ones. So for a school class, you have the small one. And, and uh, then you don't have to like open the window every five seconds, uh, uh, especially in winter when people freezing their asses off. And then you have also this kind of, you use the technology and you spend the money for the right thing, but it didn't happen at all, you know? And then the second wave came and in Germany, the second wave was way worse as the first wave with like, we have around 30,000 infections a day, 800 dead a day. So Germany's numbers are now the same shit how France was, Spain, Italy, or Britain. So it's the same, the same amount of numbers. And in the, in the spring, Germany was way better as all the other countries because they really did a hard shutdown very early on. So, but uh, I'm very mad that they didn't bought the air filters and, and uh, you can make people eating safe. You don't need a mask to go in the supermarket if in the supermarket that thing is on. And uh, it filters really 99.9% .9 of the viruses out of the air. And uh, this money, nobody spent. And it's idiotic when you see that bailout programs uh, 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 in the US also, like trillions and trillions of dollars got spent for a lot of things where you don't even know for what. 
money laundering. It was a global global money laundering scheme, dude. Like it was a pow- weird power. They they took so much advantage of this virus negatively. Like I I think like I think everywhere, man. Like I didn't realize you guys had you guys had similar things like bailouts and stuff too. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it. So China doesn't buy all of our companies. <laughs> I think that's a lot of it because like uh, they're eyeballing the world right now, and uh, and I, I think I, I think I think that's the biggest threat to them. I mean, that's what Canada's had. like. You were talking about like um, I think one one of the times I was talking about the Canada mob and stuff. Like I think our uh, Chinese mob in Canada or whatever. I think like that was um, I think that's getting bad up there too. It's getting bad everywhere. But I think like that's the biggest thing. It's like I mean, so the global economy collapses and China's fine and just comes. Out, I mean, half the world's population. I don't trust that at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not playing that game. I don't know. Yeah, no, but that is also, I just read last week, there came a, a huge, like, from a, a, a like a, a big management consulting company, they did like a, a 2050 prediction, like what's happening in the last, next 30 years from the global point of view. And if you see their numbers, then you basically think, oh my God, we are so fucked, right? So because A, of course, the West, like America, Europe, we're basically toast. You know, China will uh, leave us all behind. I mean, that is the, there is nothing what can stop that, actually. Uh, there are just too many people. Then you have India, Indonesia, whatever. They're also over a billion people each. And yeah. Africa will grow a billion people more in Africa. And uh, during you have Europe, like kind of stagnant. Right, every family gets one kid max or whatever, one and a half kids. So <laughs> we're selfish, right? Right, I'm like, I'm never having kids, I even mean, have like 20 of them. Like, <laughs> no, it's maybe good that you don't, have, and 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 <laughs> uh, uh, no, but but it's really like when you see just numbers and you go through the numbers and you say, okay, but at the same time, where I see the population grows everywhere and the population grows in the in more in the third world, the ex third world is exploding. And they will all consume, right? They will all put CO2 in the air. They all want to travel now. They all want to drive cars in China. And like 30 years in China, you had like 15 billion bicycles. Now they're all driving cars. Yeah. So uh, it's like, I don't really know how we want to save them the planet. Like, I really don't know what, like, what, what we want to do to have uh, less or, or the green energy uh, uh, revolution in North America and Europe will bring nothing if they don't do it also. Right, and they're the they're the biggest um like China and India are the biggest like uh, violators of these things. <laughs> There's they're they're having, they're reading poison when they walk around. I mean, they need they need mass areas for the pollution. You know, it's like yeah. it's like it's okay. insane. And I think I mean I'm trying. I hope it doesn't go to conflict. But I, I just see China line stepping on everybody, man. They got they got railroads all the way through Europe right now. They got um they're they're enslaving like South uh, South African countries and making them build cities. Um, they're, they're trying to take America's economy right now. I think the world's going to bitch smack them. Honestly, I think, I, I think they're getting too aggressive and they're too greedy. And I think that basically had they played the long game, they'd probably, we'd be speaking Mandarin pretty soon. And yeah. Like, but, they, but they're trying to go, they're trying to go too fast, man. And like the world's not going to deal with that. I don't think, and I hope it doesn't go aggressively. I hope it comes like to a peaceful rev- resolution, but. Yeah. No, but the only chance would be that you have a revolution inside of China against the government. Which, which, um, as Americans, we're really good at that. <laughs> yeah, we're the best. Somebody. Yeah. Now we're we know what the. Remember the Democrat candidate for presidency, the Chang guy, or whatever. Uh, what was his name? Yeah, yeah, Andrew Yang. Uh, he has to go back to China, and uh, even if he's Korean, it doesn't. I think he's Korean, but it doesn't matter. He should just go <laughs> and and do the counter revolution plan, right? So, and and uh, um, the thing in Hong Kong that young guys who were protesting, they're all now in jail. But uh, it was kind of a little mini revolution going on in Hong Kong, where you need that in Beijing, Shanghai, you you need a younger generation who are already addicted to TikTok and Instagram and whatever, and they need to free China. Um, And um, that will be bloody, right? So, I mean, they will not move uh, without like a real, like on the ground fighting inside revolution, but it would be the best thing what could happen. And then uh, you renegotiate all the trade deals and all that stuff and you don't get sucked out anymore. That was one of the few things I completely supported Trump, right? So I think the hard stand against, uh, against China is absolutely necessary. And I think most of the other countries, uh, they're always sucking up to China because they're just making too much money with them. 
right they don't see how much they lose their ability <laughs> you know that you're not getting you get the product back but they get all the dollars and getting richer and richer and then they produce the same cars like the west and don't need the german cars anymore and they don't need the iphone anymore you know then they have huawei and all that stuff it's like that is the thing where they they slowly coming into town and learn and nice and consume and take and then they're telling you you're done like yeah. uh, that's what they did to several countries man like i mean that's what they did like i totally see it too and I'm, nobody sees that i don't i like i'll try to tell people about china they're like what like i'm like i'm literally like, like are you fucking kidding me like like they just print money man they took over most countries i mean they banned our all all of our souls all big techs on my china right now they just print money and they censor it and like that's i mean you can't be even you can't believe in god in america right now <laughs> like basically if you if you say you love god and you love america they're like ban him ban him immediately Ban him. you know it's like, it's like insane um it's very communist i mean statues being knocked down the fake protests like all this shit you I mean it's just like fucking um like not fake but staged and and um just they're playing us right now and i'm watching it happen i'm just like I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, it's, it's weird, man. I can't believe so many people are just cool with this. <laughs> like, it kind of irritates me, to be honest. Like, I think the world's going to have to, like... But, you know, that is also a thing where, where Putin was act- active and now Chinese, too. You have all the leaks, all the, uh, the, the hacking uh, everywhere, right? So they, they do that nonstop. Of course, they always deny it, but they do it and do it and do it. And, and uh, it's all about destabilizing. And, they, I mean, they did yeah. a good job. Right? Look how destabilized America is. The world, yeah. I mean, they're yeah, taking the world with with disinformation with with totally uh, uh, different opinions, and they were really able to uh, um, to make in the in that Trump time with the election time to to make people hate other Americans way more as anybody else. You no, definitely. People had the had the things on Trump, Putin. Right? They would vote for Putin. So ignoring what Russia is, ignoring what, what Russia is doing. And, and that is the thing. I think that the biggest asset we have here uh, 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 is that we can say this, what we just say. Yeah. You know, we don't have now uh, uh, after we, we after you release our interview, if we would be in Turkey, if we would be in Russia, uh, China or whatever, we don't know what would happen to us after. And, and, you know, and that is the thing. And, and I feel, um, you remember when I, when I uh, sent you the stuff from the, the Iranian film festival who wanted to uh, uh, invite me, right? So, right. <laughs> you know, it's so like we want to play a Saul of Wall Street in Tehran. And, and then I had that, that exchange with them where I basically said, look, I cannot come because of Corona. But in reality, of course, I don't want to go to Tehran. <laughs> you know, and I said, like, uh, you executed like a 12 years old girl because she did like tiktok videos right yeah. that, that was counter-terrorism right or then i said you had that olympic wrestler executed two months ago uh yeah because he killed the guy in holland or whatever like they're having one excuse after the other and they don't get it what i was coming from that you don't execute people for minor crimes or saying the truth or saying something against the government. There is no reason, there, is, there should be no law. And that is the same stuff what, when you see like in Turkey uh, where there was a German dentist, he went on holidays like uh, four weeks ago to Turkey and he was at the uh, luggage claim. And he said uh, to a Turkish woman standing there that they are not living here in a democracy. Basically, like to, because Erdogan is a dictator, right? They arrested him at the airport and he was like 10 days in jail, like a normal tourist. And then they gave him one and a half years uh, jail, but on probation. So the German uh, government got him out, right? And, were, and was flying, they flew him out of, of Turkey right away. But now he could not enter Turkey anymore, of course, right? So, and me was, I insulted Erdogan a few years ago and, and, uh, 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 I would get 100% arrested if I fly to Turkey now because I'm 100% on the list, you know, like uh, Ball is an asshole and hates our uh, uh, Erdogan guy, you know. But I mean, normally I would say everybody with a brain should hate a guy like Erdogan, you know. And, and there, there comes the, the thing why they are in the NATO. I mean, you know, like if I'm a German dentist, I get arrested because I say something in a luggage claim. This kind of country we have in the NATO? Uh, 
Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. It's insane. That is, that is. insane and un, un, uh, uh, and really, really uh, uh, bad. You know, like uh, it's idiotic. And and uh, so that that is also I think where what we should learned from the Trump times is you can do a lot more as the other people, the other people like Obama were always hiding behind my hands are bound. I cannot do anything because the Congress and the Senate, they have to agree to whatever. Right. And I think Trump showed that you can do all kinds of shit. <laughs> no, you, but nobody stops you if you just do you make a decision and you do it and then of course they try to stop you they try to delay you but a lot of times they can't you know and and i uh uh, uh you know i have that totally like twisted uh, uh uh relationship with that four years of trump because i feel that if you would do a lot of other decisions uh, similar to what a Trump uh, character would do. You could do a lot of great things. You could, uh, you know, ch- do a lot of things and then you tell the opposition, oh, try, try to uh, bring them back or something, right? So that, that is what I, what I think, what I, what I admire, that he had the balls to do massive big decision, gave a shit. I hoped only that he would do a lot of more positive decisions about a lot of other, other things. But, uh, and I'm also absolutely pro-Trump in regards of Middle East. You yeah. know, I think he did a good job with Israel. You know, Definitely he made agree. it peacefully. He took the troops out. That was so idiotic. All that discussed for 10, 12 years. Everybody, look, German troops are also still in Afghanistan, right? So, and everybody since 12 years, what the fuck are we doing with them? You know, like in the very end, the Taliban take over. You're not really changing countries like this with having some troops somewhere and say, no, we give you a McDonald's happy meal and everything is different. It's not. It's like you, you spend so much money and then in the end, it ends always the same. Like you, at one point you say, oh, come, we're leaving. And then you have the same situation like you 20 years ago. So, and I, I agree with removing the troops. I agree. Why spending more money for stupid fights inside of, of the Middle East? It never leaded to anything positive there. For nothing. No, I agree. It's not positive. I, th- I think what they're doing, I think they build a three country oil pipeline. I think they're guarding it. And I think that um, all the troops there are just guarding an oil pipeline. And also the poppy trade, the heroin epidemics in most countries right now, they're selling heroin to countries. I think uh, the CIA and, uh, and military in general are basically just trafficking drugs and, uh, and oil and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of the, it's a huge operation for money and that and that's why it costs money is because they're literally lying to us and they, they make it sound like it's for like like, like you're laughing at the narrative they give you because it's ridiculous <laughs> like the narrative is insane like like, you, like we're protecting them like like whatever they tell us is bullshit they're basically just making a lot of money off of that in my opinion I think they're just they're 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 insane they just kill those people man they just fuck them up like just for oil dude it's like insane <laughs> like so but then. I, it looks like that Trump wants to remove the troops means he didn't get the cat out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't pay on time. <laughs> you want the troops there? I want 20% of the receipt. Uh, yeah. The, so something like that they forgot that to offer that to Trump, then the troops would be still there, right? So I, think he's tell, I think he's telling all the people that sold out American. I think that's what everybody's pissed about. I think, I think the, the media is turned on him since day one, and I don't, think he's, I don't think he's a perfect individual by any means, but I do think that um, – he does a lot of good things. I mean, I think he ended the Korean War to the Koreans. They didn't even, they thought they were still fighting the Korean War against us. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, he shook his hand on his soil and stuff like a man. And I think like he did a lot of good things. I think his temperament and how the world views him is kind of fucked up. And I think that how America's not working as one is fucked up. Because, I mean, like the divide, you're, I think China's doing the, paying for the divide. So I think they're pumping money into our media and making Republicans and Democrats fight each other. So they're trying to start a civil war and then they're trying to invade. I think it's Russia, China, and Iran trying to invade after a civil war, after two years of a civil war, I predict. That's what that's what they're trying to do. No, no, that, that that is that is true, right? So, and but that is what I said. Like the other side of Trump is that he's just not able to see another perspective on things. Yeah. And you know, to be a very good uh, politician uh, or leader in general, you have to be able to go in the other people's footsteps and or the other people's position, and don't come always like the elephant in the porcelain. Uh, Room, right so it's uh this kind of uh with the with the trade with europe the trade war with europe i mean what the fuck is this it, it doesn't bring anything you know it's yeah. like uh, europe 
the EU has 440 million people, the US 330, uh, and they exchange a lot of goods. Yeah, there are more cars from Europe coming into America as American cars to, to uh, Europe, but look at all the computers. Look at all the, uh, you know, like look at all the content, like Hollywood and whatsoever. Like, I think it's an even playing field between. Yeah, no, Europe I, I like and, Europe. Yeah, no, I like Europe. Yeah, you know, so and you should never have that, all that fighting with Merkel and all the others that nobody li- likes him in Europe uh, anymore. I think he, he's just kind of like he cannot help himself as to get trouble with everybody. You know, and yeah, that is that is a problem. It's perception. Like, yeah, because it works for like radio or something. But like, when you're president, it, like you have to deal with some bigger deals. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely see temperament being stupid and like how like um yeah, we should have a better perception like as a leader. I think he's like I think he's a strong leader. I think like but I do think the media portrays him like fucked up, and I do think he does put his foot in his mouth like world leaders. But it's a bold move sometimes. But so, sometimes it works. Sometimes it's overstepping. I think we need more peaceful leaders and people that care about like. Like I would listen more so to people <laughs> rather than just talk. I, I mean, I feel like I would like, like if I was trading with Europe, I would like ask what they wanted. And so, you know, I would just like figure out, I'd work, with, I don't know. You have, to, you have to work with everybody, man. We're all on this rock together, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that is the thing. It's, it's like one of the things I, I uh, felt, um, the, I think the core uh, in the world where China now pops up as the main force the, the only Europe together with America and Canada uh, have a counterbalance. Alone, uh, both are too small, right? So think right. about together, it's like we're talking about 800 million Europeans and North Americans. That is massive. It, that's, and that's what's going to have to happen. Like Australia, like they're, they're trying to, they're picking on a lot of countries and like, it's going to, I mean, you look at the South China Sea, they're just claiming it by building islands, man. Like they're, they're just building islands and putting bases there and stuff. And I'm like, that's their trade route and money system. That's like where they're making all their money. And like, um, and like, it's like insane. I hope it doesn't come to war. It looks like it though. Like I, that, I just hope, and I also hope an American civil war doesn't happen before a world war. Cause like that would just weaken us. Like we'd lose like Russia in the first war or something, you know, like really bad. If we don't watch, don't watch that shit. Yeah, I mean, but that was also uh, the, the thing where, where I think, I mean, I, what I think is with Trump right now, I think what he's doing is he collects money, you know, like from all the people supporting him, I'm not leaving, I want. So I he, don't like that, yeah. And his family, I mean, we all know his family is totally corrupt. They're just grabbers. They're just taking the money in. Uh, so, so, so he has a war uh, chest in a way. He has some money in his hands after because he knows people will go after him the taxes, the state attorneys. Uh, he needs money to survive. So, and that is what they're doing right now. Um, and, uh, but where, where he was completely irresponsible is this kind of uh, like putting gasoline in the fire, right? I was surprised that we didn't have actually shootouts. You know, like, like in December, I felt like it's only like one little thing and you would have actually real shootouts on the streets, like with guns and not anymore with like shields or whatever. Look, your cat is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I think, so, they're, trying to, uh, I think yeah, they're trying to provoke us, man. They're trying to provoke that, but Americans aren't stupid. Like, like Americans are very like anti, like, like Americans are portrayed as very dumb and fat and foolish, like on a world stage, because that's how we act drunk. And <laughs> But, but I think that like, um, I think most Americans when it comes down to it, are very used to this bullshit. We're like, we just see it and we're like, ah, like we're just kind of like, uh, we're always trying to figure it out. Like, you know, I, mean? I think like, uh, we're not good at being told to do. We're not good at being enslaved. We're not good at like, I mean, we all have guns. We're not good at getting killed. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's, just, it's like a crazy, I don't know, man. Like, it's crazy world. Yeah, but, but, no, I think at the very end, I think it was a very positive thing that the people were not getting provoked in a way that they started shooting. Right. So no, I think, yeah. Because you had a lot of times where, uh, whatever a guy is there with his AK and then you have a whatever a demonstrant from the Antifa yelling in his face for five, five and a half hours and he still you know and, and he still didn't shot him right that was that was very wise right because a your life is then over too because if you start shooting on the streets you will get shot or you will be incarcerated for murder uh, you know and I think it was good that they had the discipline not to lose their shit and uh but i think trump did a very bad uh example to it 
You know, we know all Trump is a pussy. I mean, he would never win a real fight. He would never, uh, you know, he was never a fighter in his life. Uh, or he would also, I, I don't think he ever shot a gun or whatsoever. And, and so he is all talk. He's a New Yorker guy from Queens. Yeah. Born as a millionaire, you know, and was a womanizer his whole life. So he's, he's not uh, a strong, real, let's say, uh, he on the streets, he would run first. So that, that is the thing. But he acts like when he talks to these people and, and the Proud Boys and all that, whatever uh, uh, groups, right? He acts like I'm one of you, but he's not. I mean, he was never one of them and, and he's using them in a way, you know? And he also never did anything for poor people. I mean, he didn't help the poor. He didn't help the sick. He didn't, that, that is the thing. It's like, uh, I don't see him uh, taking care of, uh, look at his padongs now. Who gets pardon in the end of his time? Also, all the people are in jail because of him and <laughs> the election process or whatever, right? But he said also, and I remember he said a year ago, uh, a lot of black people are innocent in jail, right? So why not pardoning them? Why not saying, you know what? Everybody who is in jail for drug possession is out. Like everybody can go. I think that would be a great move. And I think, I think that would be a move Obama should have done, but he didn't. And, and uh, that is why I, uh, uh, as you know, when you watch Rampage, right? I, I criticized Obama a lot uh, and Clinton and Don in Rampage, right? I, I think they were both, uh, Clinton was worse, but, but I think also Obama was all talk. He's a great talker, but right. when he didn't put things really into action. And, and he had all the power for eight years to, to do like one executive order after the other. And I, I think you cannot talk about prison reform and then you're a black president and you have two times president and you don't pardon uh, like 100,000 blacks. Yeah, that'd be a bold ass move. That'd be a bold ass move. <laughs> I, I, I bet that would work. I mean, but the problem, I got his vice president put half of them in there. <laughs> Like, I mean, like, like with the crime bill and stuff. I mean, yeah, like these people. Like, I mean, and plus they probably have stock and privatized prisons. A lot of these monsters. Like, like I mean, like I think like a lot of these guys probably profit from it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, gangster raps like an advertising platform for it, and then they put everybody in. Like, yeah, you, you write a, an American rite of passage is committing a crime <laughs> and going to jail. Then they pitch it to these kids, and then, and then they just make money off it. I mean, it's it's a money scheme. That's why they don't do anything, and then they're paid for by the private interests. I mean, I think like Obama's like a puppet for private interests, and like all these other people. And then Trump said no to lobbyists, but then like all of his people became lobbyist magnets. You know what I mean? So then like, like Trump's like, I'm not meeting with any lobbyists. Then like everybody works for him. He, if he has a secretary, they're getting bombarded by Pfizer. They, if he has a, you know what I mean? If he has a, the person that walks his dogs getting hit up by Monsanto, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like he's making a lot of uh, rich people around him from lobbyists, which is my problem. Uh, like I think, but I think like, I, th I think he did. I like Trump, but I, and I I'm, I'm Republican. So I'm, back, I'm back. I'm back to party right now. But I think like um, there's room for improvement for sure. And I think uh, Rampage is probably why you got invited to Iran for the film festival. <laughs> My question to you is then what you would do now after Trump with the Republican Party? Like what kind of candidate they should grow uh, for in four years? I mean, Trump is really told in four years and you, I don't think we should go another time through the madness. I think it should be a real Republican who, uh, uh, who has his shit together who should run. I think um, like we got a good senator out of here, um, Josh Hawley. I think he I, he might be an American president eventually. Uh, I'm not sure the time frame, but it, like he he's kind of strong. Um, but also, I mean, I'm I'm not ruling out for Trump yet, honestly. I and mean, they got a lot of election fraud, like uh, a video and and all this shit. I mean, it, like uh, it, I'm not I'm not ruling it out for this is a weird election year. It's a weird cycle. It's weird. The astro uh, astrology. Spe I mean, speaking of astrology, I'm tired. Uh, speaking of how the universe is right now, it's a weird time. So I mean, I wouldn't rule out anything right now. Like that, um, I wouldn't rule out a Trump win, honestly, at this point. I'm not, I wouldn't put a hundred, I wouldn't put a hundred thousand dollars on it <laughs> or something. I wouldn't put money, you know, I wouldn't put money on it, but I, I would, I, I'm not ruling it out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't rule out that, um, I mean, you see, I, I just feel like, um, with there's, there's so much video just going around of all these people cheating at the election right now. And then the media's not cover, covering it yet, but. But think about, uh, how many people from the Republican party got, uh, basically dumped from Trump, like got really he shit on them. And look at Jeff Sessions. Yeah. 
First, he was his right-hand guy. He loved him. They were working together. Then he says something negative and then run as a candidate and he, he did Trump back. The other guy hated him, says Jeff Sessions was the biggest piece of shit I ever saw. And he did that basically with a lot, a lot of higher-end Republicans. For so sure. Why they should support him again or what, you know, like, I mean, it's really like you cannot treat people like this if you want that they vote for you or that they support you if you want to run again or whatsoever. I mean, it's really, uh, yes, in, the, in, the, in his first run, he basically crashed the competition, the tech crews and it insulted them. Then they were all scared of him. So they supported him. Yeah, you know, they want yeah. to be like, we want to win the election. We support now Trump. And then four years, he basically kept trashing them. He kept uh, not working with them. He kept overstepping their, their thing. The only, the only person he really, in a way, played ball with was Mitch McConnell. Right? So he, yeah, he, 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 he needed him for all kinds of stuff to get the judges in and all that stuff. So he played with him. And, 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 but everybody else uh, got more insulted by him. And I mean, if I would be a senator and I get nonstop insulted by my own party member president, I would not back him again. I would say like, yeah, you know what, your time is up and now we have to, to do a cleanse. Uh, you know, it was a guy in Tennessee, whatever, from the Republicans. The guy has an ear thing from the war. What is it? Oh, um, uh, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Uh, Dan something. Dan, I'm fucking tired. Dan Crenshaw, I think. Yeah, but he's good. He's all right. He's a good talker. Yeah, good. Exactly. I, I like, he was even at Bill Mayer, right? So, I mean, at the, the enemy's uh, talk show host, but, but, but he was really good there and he was really neutral, right? So, uh, he, he was like saying his own, uh, uh, his own ideas, his, his own, uh, um, yeah, motivations. And he was criticizing Trump, but still supporting him at the same time because he didn't want it to bury his political career and give Trump total shit. But the guy like this, he is a war guy, but, but, but he's intelligent. He is, uh, 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 you know, like he has more a feeling for the working class as a Trump ever would have. And, and I, I think that is what the, the Republicans uh, should get next. Now, yeah. But I let you sleep now, come. It's so <laughs>